Some breaking news that may help explain just exactly why, ladies and gentlemen, we have a rabid media so determined, so desperate to take down the front runner for the Republican Party. Hello. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Trish Regan. We are brought to you, as always, by our good friends over at LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. You just saw Charles on the show yesterday. If you're worried about inflation, these are the guys to see. Give them a ring. They'll help walk you through it. If you want to invest in gold or silver today, one 5860 Breaking at this moment, we are getting new details in. This is very important very, very important about that missing classified binder that somehow left the White House when Donald Trump left the White House. And it was a binder that contained all the information about the government's investigation into what they believed was Russia's meddling in the 2016 election, but ultimately became, as we know, an investigation sort of into how that all transpired with going after Donald Trump and the dossier and the Lisa Strzok and Peter Page, you know, the least, the dynamic duo, the lovebirds, right? There's a lot of information there. There's an estimated some 2,000 pages. Let me give the exact number here because only 600 pages for whatever reason seem to exist. Nobody knows where the rest of this stuff is. And that's of concern. It's of concern, obviously, to intelligence departments. Mr. Strzok and Ms. Page, they were highly featured in this document, but there were many other people as well. And allegedly, per the New York Times, Maggie Haberman, actually, she did some work on this story. Very, very interesting reporting. There are a lot of pages missing. A lot. So this is perhaps... Why people are so worried, because if he has this or if he has a copy of this, then he could expose a lot of stuff. Let me share with you the story as it's written in the New York Times here. I want to go to this graphic here. You can see the quote from the New York Times, which reads the raw version in the binder. This is the crossfire hurricane binder that they're referring to. The raw version in the binder contained details that intelligence agencies believed could reveal secret sources and methods. So you realize the problem, right? I mean, if, if secret sources and methods are about to be revealed, then Donald Trump could be extremely dangerous, which helps, shall we say, Give us some perspective on why you're hearing such hysteria by elite media organizations and people on the left and, frankly, on the right, too. Let's play this. This was created by our friends over at Graven. I've played you some of it. I'm going to play you more of it today. Let's watch. Every one of us, our freedom, our liberty, none of us is safe. He's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list. Assassinate. Generals ordering troops 
to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. Going to, he's going to basically burn the house down. He will unravel the institutions of our democracy. Draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. Makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. He wants to take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed. People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. This is the end of democracy. Yeah. I think that could be the end of our democracy. But democracy is dead if Trump is reelected. Cozy up to Putin that democracy will be at risk. The absolute destruction of the Justice Department as we know it. The Justice Department could be entirely transformed. I am really concerned about that. Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration. He's reelected. He will curb transgender rights. The end of the rule of law. Arrest political opponents to persecute, not prosecute, but persecute his enemies. Take a wrecking ball to the rule of law. He's going to make the law. Everyone else will have to follow. A vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. To go after the independent and free parts of American civic life. He would tear down our institutions. Purge the government of employees. Department by and department And so it goes. In other words, there is a level of hysteria here, ladies and gentlemen, a level of hysteria unlike anything we've ever seen. I mean, it's always been bad. They never really liked him. But what all of a sudden happened? I mean, granted, yeah, you get January 6th, and I'm not condoning it. I'm still of the belief he should have ridden off on his white horse, waved goodbye, and said, I'll be back. You'll miss me. Because, by the way, people do miss him, and that's reflected in all the polls. But why such hysteria right now? It, it seems to be related to what they think he might do with the information he may have. Now, we don't know if he actually has this stuff, all right, just to be very clear. This is the missing binder that nobody can find. Some of it was declassified. Some of it is on some 600 pages of it, although it's roughly 2,000. The 600 pages are on the FBI's website. But when you go through that document, and I've been through it, large amounts have been whited out. So it's not been fully declassified. And the only reason it actually wound up on the FBI's website was because of a FISA warrant. So they, they had to, Freedom of Information Act, they had to come forward with that. But the, lots and lots of stuff whited out. So it, it allegedly consists of a, a hodgepodge of materials. It's all related to the origins of the early stages of the Russia investigation. And these are documents that were collected by members of the Trump administration. And they included copies of botched FBI applications for national security surveillance warrants to wiretap a former Trump campaign official, as well as text messages between two FBI officials. We know that Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, you know, they're going back and forth about how much they can't stand the guy uh, the raw version in the binder, as I said, contained details that intelligence agencies believe could reveal source, me source methods. Now, the, this, is, this is problematic in that there's much more, I think, than anybody knows in there. The raw version in the binder, I'm quoting from Maggie here in the New York Times, contained details that intelligence agencies believe could reveal secret sources and methods. So the secret sources and the methods, that's the problem. If he knows that, 
and he has that material, and they're fearful, they're fearful that he actually is going to come forward and expose that, well, then that is why you see the hysteria, right? Lots and lots of hysteria. It's, it's not entirely clear here if the missing materials actually are comprised in the entire original binder and whether or not Trump's team has already learned of all of this. But they do believe that somehow this thing went missing. It's why everybody flipped out. It's why they showed up at Mar-a-Lago looking for it. But the thing is, they didn't find it. So now they're really scared. Lots of information about how the inner workings of the deep state go down. And and nobody knows where it is. Think about that. I mean, wow. I mean, did he have the ability to declassify it? He was president. Some of it actually was declassified, but apparently his team was going through it and looking at it very, very carefully. It did get in the hands of a... A friend of ours, John Solomon, at one point, because he's doing some work for Trump archives, but like briefly for like five minutes. And then the White House took it back. Here we go. Twenty seven hundred pages. So there was a court filing that was submitted in August describing the binder as about 10 inches thick, containing twenty seven hundred pages. The public version that we've seen has six hundred pages. Most is redacted. So there's like. 1,100 pages that Trump might have. You see why they're freaking out. Uh, you know what? This is, this is troubling. This is troubling because, you know, they, they, I, get, I know they don't like him, right? Well, now they really have a reason not to like him. And so this helps to explain, if there's any way of explaining it, what they did in Colorado, which, by the way, what they did in Colorado is totally asinine, totally insane. Even the Washington Post, ladies and gentlemen, came out with an op-ed saying this is not the way to do it. They thought Clarence Thomas should excuse himself because his wife likes Trump so much. But they said it ought to be an eight to zero vote unanimous that there is no way that the state of Colorado can actually do this. I mean, they didn't even have any kind of real trial. They didn't even try him for insurrection. They just decided these appointed justices, all appointed by government uh, Democrats, governor Democrats that were governors, that they're going to keep him off the ballot. I mean, talking about a crazy precedent. I mean, I, I keep looking at this. They're saying he's threatening the actual foundation of America. And I'm like, hang on, guys, you know what? I feel like you're doing it. I feel like you are threatening the very existence. Because when you do crazy stuff like try and keep people off of ballots, and I told you yesterday, two can play that game, because just as easily, Florida could do it. Texas could do it. Texas is already talking about doing it. DeSantis is kind of dancing around the idea. I mean, you want to get crazy? We can all get crazy. We don't want to get crazy. All right, we want a country the country that we've always had and loved. We don't want you guys messing it up with your Colorado court and talk of 14 other states trying to do similar stuff. The people have to have the say. And even when you don't like the people and you don't trust the people, it's not the elites that are determining this. I mean, is democracy just what the elites want it to be in any given point in time? The people want them. You're seeing it in the polls. You see them at the, the ultimate fighting thing the other night, walking in. Wow. Crowd went crazy. 
how strong that team is. Making his way into the building. One of the bigger mixed martial arts fans I know, President Donald Trump, taking his octagon side seat for UFC 2. He is a big hit there, a very, very big hit. And there are a lot of polls right now showing that he's going to be the guy. I mean, New York Times was out with one just the other day. He's leading in five out of six swing states. The only one he's struggling in, it's only by like two points, is Wisconsin. In other places, he's up by like 10 points over Joe Biden. I get it because Joe Biden has not done a good job. I warned you of this because, you know, I'm the policy dork that I am. The policy that Joe Biden had, frankly, was non-existent. And he's got a bunch of people around him that are trying to orchestrate things, and they're all, frankly, not that bright. I mean, heck, Jake Sullivan, for goodness sakes, trying to tell us. This is the guy who's head of the NSC trying to tell us that there was peace in the Middle East. This was literally like 10 days before October 7th. They're not that bright. They're overconfident. They think they know everything. And by the way, they're naive on top of it all. Not a good combination, ladies and gentlemen. Well, people are realizing it. They're waking up to the idea that they need better policies and that life is better when, you know, gas prices are low. Inflation is low. You have a thriving economy and a strong middle class. And you know what? It doesn't matter who you are, the color of your skin, your, the, your sex, your orientation. None of it matters. I want to go to this clip because there's a guy out in Chicago. They're having a meeting out there in Chicago. Chicago's furious because they had all these migrants coming in. And by the way, they've been putting them in hotels. They've been giving them meals. They've been giving them cell phones. And the people in Chicago are like, what the heck? You know, like we got our own people here who need a little bit of help. Thank you very much. Well, this gentleman... He got up in front of a crowd and he said, wow, you know what? We need Trump back to clean up this mess. Watch it. Strictly advocating for black people and call ice on them. Trump, come in here. Clean this mess up. I think there's a lot of people feeling like that right now. And so this is what freaks out the deep state, so to speak, the establishment, the media, et cetera. You know, you hear calls like that and you compare and contrast it with what you're seeing or what you're not seeing for Joe Biden. The mammoth poll out just the other day is showing us that this is a president. Oh, my gosh. I mean, take a look at that. He's got the lowest approval ratings of his presidency. And by the way, like the lowest of any president in modern times, he's not doing well. And then you go to the number two, who, by the way, is actually pulling a little ahead of him right now. Isn't that amazing? The vice president, Kamala Harris, that should scare you. And she doesn't sound very inspiring. Listen to her. I mean, you want to talk low energy, not inspiring. And she's on like her home turf on MSNBC last night. Watch. Elections matter. And um, people made made the choice in 2020, and we were able to see the progress that we have achieved and with more to do. And I'm counting on everybody to, to do what, what is about exercising their voice about the direction of our... <laughs> Did she need to take a nap? In all seriousness, I know it's the last word or something. Do they take that in advance or is it live? Is it just too late at night for her? She really seemed to be struggling. Again, she's not inspiring. So you got, like, the B team, shall we say, <laughs> Biden, Kamala, Blinken. Not, not a very talented bunch there. 
They've screwed up the economy. They've screwed up our international status. They've screwed up the border. Their own party doesn't like them. I mean, listen to the mayor of New York City. He's been going on about what a lousy job they're doing on immigration. So no one, no one wants Biden, but no one wants Donald Trump either. Right? The establishment media. I played you that long clip. They don't want him. Fox doesn't even want him. I mean, Fox, for some reason, has really taken a disliking to him. Maybe that has to do with money. I mean, I think about the biggest threats to Fox News right now. And, well, they stem from more lawsuits, right? More lawsuits that could even hit the board of directors. And by board of directors, I mean Paul Ryan, who's still on the board. You remember him. Well, Fox News is in a whole lot of trouble because of the Dominion thing. And now they get the $2.7 billion Smartmatic lawsuit. Imagine that. So they're facing all this stuff and they're looking at it and saying, well, Trump's the reason we're in this trouble. So what other trouble are we going to get into if he's elected again? So they're not too hot on him. I mean, I know they have some hosts that are positive and that's all part of the game. It's part of the shtick, right? Because they want to bring in the viewers and then they're like, wait a second, what do we do once we have the viewers? They tried it after the election. Don't forget. They tried to pivot. And what happened? Newsmax, blow them out of the water. (laughs) You know, Fox is facing a lot of problems, one of which is that everybody's changed. By the way, subscribe, reminder, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this show if you haven't already. Give it a thumbs up. We are growing. We're growing so fast. It's a live show. I'm going to go out to your comments in just a moment, but our good friend Don is always here, and he's encouraging people to do that. I forget to do it because it's just not, like, ingrained in me. But do me that favor. It matters. It really matters. So this media landscape is changing drastically. That doesn't help. Fox. But the other thing that really doesn't help Fox is all those lawsuits, $787 million that they paid to Dominion. It's really weird that 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 all happened. It's weird that they settled it. I guess they really didn't want Rupert on the stand. And now what are they going to do? They get $2.7 billion that they're facing from Smartmatic. I know it's the insurance company, but think about how much your insurance bill is going to cost after that. So they're struggling, and they look at it, and they say it's Trump's fault. So they don't want Trump anywhere near that Oval Office as well. The other problem is, well, for the board of directors. Here's the deal. You know, when you're on the board of a publicly traded company and they trade the B-class shares of Fox, you have a responsibility. You have a fiduciary duty to the shareholders to make sure that, you know, you're doing things the right way. And so a lot of shareholders now are coming out of the woodworks. This is what happens. And they're suing and they're saying, wait a second. Hey, Paul Ryan. Hey, board of directors. What was going on with your management team that you allowed all this to happen? And you know what? The shareholders actually have a point. What was going on with the management team? Asleep at the switch? Afraid of the talent? Not able to control anything? Hey, look, I like this medium because it's just you and me and I don't have to answer to anyone, right? But when you're over there within an organization, within an institution, you do have to answer to people, assuming they know how to manage you. Clearly, they didn't know how to manage. And so what the shareholders will be looking to prove is how people were doing whatever they wanted, maybe thinking one thing and saying another, which is pretty bad, and management allowed it. Why? Oh, for ratings. So that is going to be a problem for Fox as we look at 2023. But you know what? The world is changing. And the truth is, we don't need Fox. We're here. Tucker's out on his own. I'm here. You know, you look at all the Dan Bongino, wonderful guy, wonderful, wonderful talent. 
He used to be on the weekend there. He's doing his thing. You know what? If you want real news, you can find it. You can get it. I mean, you have to dig a little deeper, but there's nothing wrong with that, right? I, I, I look at Charlie Kirk. He used to be on my show quite a bit on Fox, and he runs something called Turning Point USA. And they have a big conference, a few big conferences, but their big, big one, the big shindig is in December, and they just had it. And normally they have a lot of Fox personalities that go out there and do it. And, well, for some reason, Fox did not allow any of those personalities this year. And yet, they did just fine. They had the highest attendance rate ever. And Charlie makes a very, very good point about this. Let's listen to him explain what life is like with no Fox News. Not break some news, but yeah. what's missing? We don't have a single person from Fox here. Yes. Right? And in years past. I gave you the opportunity just now. I was hoping you'd say. Yeah, and I, I'm being nice. I, I love yeah. Fox. They've been very good to me. Sure. I hope we can heal our relationship because for whatever reason, it's gone off the reservation since Tucker's departure. Yeah. I haven't been on. So it's not exactly, you know, yeah. you just look at, right. you just look at Grabian, no Charlie Kirk for nine months, right? Yeah. And so we had to kind of do an event without Fox. Yeah. And that was a great thing, man. Because yeah. sometimes, uh, sometimes desperation is the mother of innovation, right? Yes. So, we- isn't that great? Sometimes desperation is exactly what you need. Very, very, very cool. Anyway, Charlie Kirk, he's a good guy, as I said, and uh, he's running a great operation there over at Turning Point USA, where they've just gotten so many young people, young people involved. Really cool to see. Really, really cool to see. Um, let's see, I'm just pulling up some of your chats. Great to have you guys here, as always, as always. Let's turn right now to, um, let's turn right now back to these polls. Let's go to the Mammoth poll again, because I just want to mention one other thing on that. You know, this is, I think, pretty startling stuff. Pretty important stuff when you think about how much Joe Biden has declined. You know, he had the wind at his sails. He he came into office. He issued another stimulus check. He had every opportunity to make things work. And yet, at every single pass, it's failed. And so that that's that's the consequence. That that mammoth poll, that's the consequence of bad policy. This is why policy matters so much. And I don't see it getting any better. In terms of the economy, gosh, I mean, we're looking at inflation that's still here. I know they're they're like, it's coming down, it's coming down. I'm like, well, guys, you drove it up, for God's sakes. You you nearly put us in double-digit territory. We were on consumer prices. We were on consumer prices looking at double-digit territory. So that's pretty scary. And yet, and yet right now, right now we've got, we've got Still, inflation levels that are massive compared to where we were prior to Joe Biden coming into office. So we don't have a very good-looking trajectory right now. Perhaps another reason for you to think about 
diversifying your investments right now. As I said, uh, we are sponsored, full disclosure, by the wonderful folks at Legacy Precious Metals. Anyway, I leave you with that. I think it's very important to think through and understand just exactly what's going on. We'll report on this a little bit more. I want to flesh it out for Monday, this missing classified binder that really could take down the, the deep state. The revelations in this here are pretty extraordinary. So thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like, you subscribe, you comment, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow.